0: (laughs) And and it's like, son of a... Ah. how did i not do that first but doesn't that one i had to go try and make it perfect in the first place so i didn't settle for just the shitty version i had up front two i had to struggle with it and realize maybe i'm pursuing this the wrong way let me ask for help and then three Mm. after asking for help i had the presence of mind to step back and say what's the smart way to do this not just the brute force method i came up with
1: when i opened my computer (laughs) this morning Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on Creative Journey. I think this is episode 12. Oh, man, let's get it. I'm, I'm, I'm A.B. <laughs> I'm A.B. Hey, that's Wolf. What's up, Wolf? How we doing, man? What's going on? Man, uh, I'm still laughing about the Wax Museum, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... Okay,
0: so... Recently, I learned that apples in the supermarket are covered in wax, and they're covered in wax in order to preserve the fresh look of them, despite the fact that then when you're biting into your apple, you're eating wax. And I realized that means that every time you go to the supermarket, you can visit the wax museum. It's in the apple section.
1: That's terrible. That's hilarious. First and foremost, you don't have to go to, where's it, LA? You don't have to go to LA for for a wax museum or anywhere else. There is one because I've never been to one. No. But mm-hmm. uh, evidently, I just lied because evidently, every time I go to the supermarket,
0: I'm going. Yeah, through. yeah, 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 you can go to the Apple oh. section and you can pick up a Honeycrisp. And then as soon as you bite into it, recite some Shakespeare and you're waxing poetic.
1: <laughs> God dang, bro. <laughs> this boy needs some help. <laughs> bring a oh, book man. of edgar
0: Allan poe and oh, you're good to go
1: edgar Allan poe which poem was that or which story was that with the heart
0: close to I, the raven nevermore i don't
1: know no. What, what's the one with the heart something telltale heart that's it uh, telltale yeah. heart oh my god that yeah. is like my fave i'm not yeah, even gonna man. give the story away but i think i could go back and read that again
0: that favorite one of my favorite authors of all time edgar Allan poe man Oh, Amazing! Man. I didn't
1: know he was so dark until yeah I really thought about stories like Telltale. Yeah, Art, man, The House of Usher, Lenore. It's all. Mm. Yeah, I got to get my if I want to get my spooky spook tale reading on. I guess that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna pick up some mm-hmm. copies of. Yeah. Oh. If
0: you're ever feeling dark, grab you some Edgar Allan Poe. I named my dog after Edgar Allan Poe, but he What's is much more cheery Poe. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: That he's be a lot
0: taken- happier, a lot less <laughs> alcoholic, not remotely suicidal, from what I can tell. So in general,
1: does and he he's feel a hit po? with the ladies. Does he feel? So he don't
0: feel Poe. He doesn't feel Poe. Okay, good. He's more like Poe, like the panda from Kung Fu Panda. From than Kung he is Fu a Man Poe. Oh my yeah. gosh,
1: that's that's a good movie too.
0: That's he's good to like that it. panda too. That man <laughs> puts down some
1: fucking food. Speaking of panda. Uh, my wife keeps asking me the name, the shoes that I got her when she talks to her girlfriends, Mm. because she doesn't wear sneakers that much. Um, at least Mm. not up until the last three years or so. And I'm Mm -hmm. late to the sneaker game anyway. I bought sneakers, of course, when I was in high school and college and all that, but Mm. not to the, to the point that it was an art or just something I really, really uh, got into like that. I bought the kicks. I wore them until either Mm -hmm. the soles were gone Mm -hmm. or until I just decided I didn't want them anymore. But Mm -hmm. uh, recently, she wanted some, um, either some Jordan 1s or, uh, I think primarily she wanted Jordan 1s. And of the ones she wanted, she wanted high tops or or the highs. And Mm -hmm. everything that I've been finding Mm -hmm. in the colorway is our mids. And so finally, finally, I went and found a local shop that has a bunch of J's, Um th- Yeah, it's, it's got a, a whole host of other shoes there, too, and mm-hmm. um, found some black and white dunks and they are mm. known as Panda Panda Dunks. So she was excited to get those recently and she has been. You know, talking to her girlfriends about them and, and mm. calling me and saying, "What's the name of them again?" And I'm like, "Uh, they're panda dunks," and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out a way mm-hmm. to to give her that black and white reference so she would remember what that is. I haven't done that yet. I um, got one
0: for you. You ready? What you, you got? Know that song by a designer.
1: Panda, 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 panda. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so I would just throw that on. And like I don't know, do like a scene from Step Up or something. Like just get a hip hop routine going with it, and just put it to that. Mm -mm. And be like, all right, every time you put these on, you got to do this dance. No routine. Put on Panda.
1: Panda, Panda, Panda. No, no, no. We ain't gonna do no routine. But what I do is, I'll just present the shoe when it when it plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Okay, yeah, Yeah. I'll do something like that. Anyway, that felt a little. Weird, but
0: yeah. No, nah, man. I'm saying you could like, <laughs> let's make it a real, real moment. Oh, no, no, no. She's no, the no. one wearing them. She's the one doing the dance routine. You just got to nah. give her some shine moments, you know, like put her on blast. Be like, here, let me, let me give you your, mo- let me give you your moment. Panda, Panda, Panda. Okay. She'll fact, never
1: forget. In fact, we'll create a reel. She's rocking them and, mm-hmm. and we'll use Panda as the, we'll There use you go. that as the song for the reel. She'll okay. never forget. Sounds good. Appreciate you. Wolf, if there's of which, no one I can count on for advice, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is you. He <laughs> go, give it to me straight, give it to me real. Love it. Speaking
0: of which, I'm supposed to go see that movie air today. And yeah. that had me thinking on mm-hmm. uh, relentlessness, which could mm. be a good uh, impromptu theme for this episode. Because from what mm. I understand, it's the story of a guy who, went into Nike with very little to gain, but just decided I'm going to like put this shit on black. I'm going to figure out how to make this work no matter what. Mm. And this is based off of a 30 second read of the synopsis. I actually don't know what the movie is about. If you do, please
1: enlighten us quickly. Uh, no, that what you said is just, that. It's not a story about Jordan himself, at least from what I'm understanding. I've got uh, one of our guys, El Boogie, Uh, the videographer Mm -hmm. that I've talked to you about a few times. Uh, He and his dad, he took his dad out to uh, watch it yesterday. Mm -hmm. In fact, he called me yesterday and shared with me uh, some Mm -hmm. stuff. He didn't give me any spoilers, of course, because I wanted to see it. But he definitely Mm -hmm. said it was a very good movie, very inspiring movie. And what you just said is it. It's, It's a great story about someone being relentless and making something happen. Not only about him understanding his value, but him also mm. understanding or or let me rephrase that or him also learning about how he had to be persistent and relentless because someone else understood their value. And because mm. Jordan understood his value and his mom understood his value, that's what made it tough for him to win the sale or to win yeah. that campaign. Yeah. So yeah, you're are, you're definitely correct about that.
0: And just to I'll share the, the brief uh, search engine synopsis, it tells the story of shoe salesman, Sonny Vaccaro, who led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. No debate, LeBron, get out of here. Along the <laughs> way, he gambles with everything on the line to restore Nike back to its glory days. Mm. Um, so I'm really excited to see that the reviews have been insane, but I just even love, as soon as I saw that synopsis, I was like, yes, I will watch that movie. That's um, dope. And it ties in just before this, I was editing together uh, an episode I just recorded for Feasting with Founders, my other mm. podcast. And I was Very talking good podcast, to, by the way. Hey, thank you. I was talking to a guy. He said, Like one of my character traits is that if I see even a 1% opportunity of making something happen, I'm going to go do it. And the example he gave was that he got into a vendor um, because he emailed the owner 30 times over the course of like nine months. And Mm. the, the owner came back to him and said, you are the most relentless salesperson I have ever met. And that's literally the only reason you're on our store shelves right now, because you just did not stop fucking bothering me. And (laughs) I think a lot of entrepreneurs get really uncomfortable with that. I even one time saw a guy say cold outreach is a line we simply won't cross. Like Mm. there was a moral equivalence to him trying to sell his business to somebody not looking for it. He's like people get really sensitive about spam and trying to being bothering someone else. Hmm. Stops them from taking action. Um, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and ooh, it's like,
0: I'd agree. With how that. else are you going to get there, though? You know, it's like, and I, I get uncomfortable with that. I hate cold outreach. You like, want to hey,
1: be a You don't want to be a nuisance. Exactly right. Want to be called a like, nuisance? I got to tell you that story. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And you, and when you get sales calls from people you don't want to talk to, some people respond violently. Like mm-hmm. I've seen my mother blow up on people for trying to get her on the phone to sell her some Medicaid, whatever. And I'm just thinking like, if you had ever been on the other side of that transaction, you would probably at least have a little more empathy. Yeah, it still mm. sucks, but like you don't, everybody's just trying to make a living. And the ones who stay with it are the ones who eventually will get it. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be a roadblock in their in their journey to finding the one person who needed what they're selling today.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mm. know. So many ways we could take that, uh, mm-hmm. take that story. I'll say the nuisance mm. part. I learned that in like middle school, <laughs> mm. I learned the term, I think nuisance in middle school. And I'll just say that sh- that hurt to find out what that actually meant. Cause a girl mm. wrote a letter to me and told me not to read it <laughs> till I got home. And when I got home, I was reading it and she basically told me I was being a nuisance and mm. how much I was calling her and stuff like that at that time. And I mm. asked my mom, I was like, what is a nuisance? And I I don't remember if she looked at the letter or not, but she was, I think she asked who told me that. And I told her it was this girl <laughs> that I really like. And she said, go look it up, <laughs> which is something she mm-hmm. always did. She would always make me go and do the, do the homework. Mm-hmm. And I went mm-hmm. and looked it up, man. And it was like, uh, uh, basically <laughs> problematic, a bother. And I was just like, I was heartbroken, man. And I yes. I remember when I saw her on the bus the next day, I didn't even speak to her. I walked mm-hmm. past her, went straight to the back and sat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Um, that embarrassment. <laughs> it is embarrassing, but to that point, when you get past the embarrassment or the thought of being a bother to someone just for the sake of being a bother if you realize mm. there's a there's a end game to it there's a there's a journey through that roadblock then you're going to do what you need to do to overcome that person um mm. and win so yeah by all oh, means yeah. Be a nuisance if you got to, but at least there, at least let there be an end game. Let there be a reason, not just for the sake of bothering them and pestering them and calling them too many times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. And them having to write um, you a letter. Well, and that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's such, it's a fine line, right? It's like um, knowing when to quit on that one person versus, I think in business, it's different though. Like in personal relationships, if somebody says, I don't want to talk to you, don't fucking push it Mm -hmm. in business, though. If somebody says, I don't want to talk to you, we're in a different this is a different playing field. This is a different landscape. I don't know that you can cause anybody mental duress in business by being too persistent. Worst case scenario, they block your email and you never have to see them again. (laughs) But that embarrassment is still tied to it. And I wonder if it's because of those moments like you had, like we have all had, I think at least where, um, you like, you had something that you were really excited about and then they were just flat out rejected you completely Mm
2: -hmm. and your
0: heart just sinks. And if you think like, well, I'm a piece of shit, I guess. I don't know what just happened. I just feel awful. Right. And... I'm going to go hide my face for the next three days while I try and figure out where the
1: disconnect happened here. Like why I'm not wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a great uh, way to look at that. I think looking back on that, um, you know, for personally, you know, it made me enter relationships differently because that was a mm-hmm. lesson learned on um, slowing things down. Um, not showing all of your cards, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the puppy love stage, you, you show all of your cards. And I would say in business, you know, there's a process and there's a way to earn business and be strategic Mm -hmm. about doing that. And Mm -hmm. there, there's a point where you don't show all of your cards when it comes to, um, showing your value, uh, upselling all the other different uh, nuances that go into that because Mm. you want to make sure that they're buying into whatever it is that you're providing. Therefore it's a perceived value that they get when you have the other, uh, things to add to it that you add to it either as a bonus or, uh, as an upsell. So, Yeah. 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 That
0: ladder of value concept, right? It's like, you don't lead in with the $30,000 contract for a year of working together. You start with an ebook or a one hour course, mm-hmm. and then add over time as the trust and the understanding builds, um, more value to the people that it makes the most sense to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah i agree with that yeah yeah it's a tricky oh man i'm still struggling with that and then there's also the context of who you're talking to right like Mm -hmm. i'm really good at talking to business owners that are a business of one or a few and the context gets so different when you're talking to somebody who has 20 or 30 employees or like they've already they're already connected to a certain dollar figure of value millions plus depending on who their partners are and what their background is, there's like a very different way to talk to certain people. And Mm -hmm. I'm still figuring out talking to the bigger companies or like understanding how to connect the dots with a director of marketing that has two more layers above her. That is the actual ultimate decision maker of big problems.
1: What's the barrier um, that you're seeing is to that and maybe not even barrier. What's, yeah? what's the, what's the differentiator, between the two that's making making it difficult is it you is it knowledge uh is Mm. it experience doing it or is it more of a um uh what's the word I'm looking for um dang what's well you you try to answer I'm trying to look for the other word for um yeah I can't even think of what what I'm trying to tie to them as to be Mm -hmm. over you
0: Yeah. I think it's, uh, honestly all of the above. So I've worked in businesses that were doing seven figures plus in annual revenue. I have not, uh, I have signed a contract, but I was more in an employee phase and I was signed to basically like fill what would normally be an employable position. Right. So I've never Mm -hmm. had the experience of creating a business to business partnership at the level of like a seven figure company that has other employees and I'm supplementing with my own team. Um, I think also it's the, I am really used to connecting to people one-on-one. Right. And I'm not so good with negotiation and like strategy around making sure like a win-win is easy when you're with somebody who just started their business two years ago and will take any help they can get. Mm-hmm. A win-win is a lot harder when you're talking to somebody who already has five employees doing what they need to do. Right. And it's like, okay, you have a lot of what you need. What I'm really offering is a nice to have, or it's a need to have that you have five other ways you could tackle it. So like, I don't, I think it's, it's knowledge, it's confidence and it's, um,
1: experience. hmm Okay. I was hearing, yeah, I was hearing repetitions. I was definitely hearing repetitions in there and, and a, and a, um, I guess a relationship bias because, Mm. and I say that because, you know, someone that's, that's newly moving about their business and learning their strategies and brands, Mm. they don't know what they don't know. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
1: feel that someone that's been doing it for a while, they have, um, you have know, gotten to a certain level of success, then mm-hmm. it's almost like you've got to be able to find that gap. You've got to find that thing that they're missing or not able yeah. to overcome and be able to, if you can't see that through maybe the practice repetitions or just innately being able to do it, then that's yeah. probably the the part that's troublesome for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like when you talk to somebody that's been in business for 30 years, let's say, or they've worked for major corporations in a director level, VP level capacity, Um, their BS meter is finely tuned, right? And they know based on probably talking to a hundred different other versions of me over the last 30 years, who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about and who's just like still figuring it out and not even in a negative way. It's just like you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think depending on who you're talking to and how they consider the value of their time slash their openness to mentorship and spending more time to find the value versus just understanding outright, I can pay for this and get what I need, or I can't. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a, you run into more of the folks who already understand. If I spend 30 minutes trying to help this kid understand what his value is, that's 30 minutes I could have spent doing something more valuable to me. So mm-hmm. thanks, but no thanks. You're not ready for me yet. Right. Um, and I really hate those, that feeling, that specific feeling of you're not ready for me yet. Like you shouldn't be talking to me. You're going to have to come back when you have more experience. It's like,
1: well, and I think the experience part is knowing how to ask the right questions. That's something I have told you before mm. that you do very well mm. in your interviews. Um, you ask, you have a way of listening and hearing things and asking, probing questions that move the needle forward. So if you're doing mm. the same thing for an high level uh, executive to try to solve their problem is asking the questions to help asking the questions and listening for them to give you the answer, or at least thread the needle to point you in the right direction. But I feel that what they hear when they start turning away real quickly or not even letting you get close enough is that you're not you, but someone is coming up and spouting out, solutions that we haven't even asked Mm, mm for and you're busy telling me you're giving me a lot of jargon and a lot of terminology about the industry but Mm
2: -hmm. that
1: doesn't tell me anything about well actually what it tells me is that you're like you said you're not ready because you're not asking me anything you're busy trying to give me solutions yeah so yeah, super valuable feedback,
0: though. You, mm-hmm. you need that feedback. So yeah. like to the point to our earlier episode of just starting and to the point of being relentless, it's like, you're not going to know you need that extra stuff until you go out there and embarrass yourself. And they say you're a nuisance a few times and you say, well, okay, if I'm a nuisance, then what, what, how do I adjust this? Maybe I don't show my whole hand. Maybe I don't act like the minute I get to shake the hand of somebody who has a chief in front of their title. I turn into a blabbering idiot, you know, which I don't do every time, but I have done before. I've embarrassed myself on a call with the CEO and learned so much in a 10-minute call that was scheduled for 30 but became 10 because I was a fucking blabbering idiot. And sometimes (laughs) you just got to cut your losses and say, you know what? I'm going to try this again another time. I think I'm going to head out now. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you
2: for I'll your time. You I appreciate yeah. you.
1: <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> you have a blessed day. Don't hit him with the blessed day. Don't hit him with the blessed day. You know you don't mess up this.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, wow. Um, so mm. today I went out this morning had a very early morning I was up at five something this morning Hmm. and um, was mowing about, mowing about, mulling about, if that even, I don't even know what I want to (laughs) say. Just moving around, uh, getting my thoughts together about the day. And Mm -hmm. uh, I left from here, went went to the gym and I thought I was about to work out at the uh, university. And mm-hmm. I forgot on Saturdays, and it does change from semester to semester, uh, but mm-hmm. I did forget on Saturdays they open way later than they do during mm-hmm. the week. During the week, it's, it's 6 a.m., and during the uh, on Saturday, it is um, 2 p.m., much later. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, there's two gyms in that building. It's called a Student Activity Center. Uh, but in that building, the one that's upstairs by the classrooms, it's closed on Saturday, the one downstairs where primarily uh, during the week, the athletes and of course, weekends, too. But the athletes going, uh, they have a priority to that gym. That's where they go and, and train stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that is open and accessible on the mm-hmm. weekend. So I thought I was going to do that. It was a little breezy out this morning, a little cool, still like 40 something degrees. Uh, but I ended up going down by the lake and, and just took a walk. And as I'm walking around, um, I start running after a couple of minutes, warm myself up. I start jogging really. And in my jog, you know, I can still feel what's going on in my knee. It's not a hundred percent just yet. Range of motion Mm -hmm. is definitely a hundred percent. And, uh, but you know, a little bit of pain and whatever going on as I put weight down and run. Uh, Mm -hmm. but as I warmed up and made my way back around and came back, um, I just was, again, just thinking, man, number one, it's a beautiful day out. The boats are starting to see more boats back on the water. They're pulling them out from storage. And, mm-hmm. the, and the boats are getting out on the water. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. I uh, mm-hmm. see the seagulls and stuff, the sun and waves and folks fishing. And so it's just a great morning. Just one of those mornings that I couldn't help myself, but just be grateful, be thankful, and just thank God for uh giving me the encouragement and just promising promising me like he's always done that everything was going to be okay when this injury happened. And I did make a reel just sharing that it was in the moment of him saying that everything was going to be okay, that it gave me the drive to uh, be vigilant at my physical therapy and the things that I needed to do Mm -hmm. to get better in as fast of a, pace that I did because evidently mm-hmm. the, for a patella tendon rupture, you're talking much longer than like ACL, MCL tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. due to the nature mm-hmm. of the tendon versus those ligaments and basically uh, have gotten to this point within a six month timeline, actually a five month timeline versus mm-hmm. eight to 12 months. And mm-hmm. I know for me, it's the repetitions of being an athlete um and just continuing to uh to play sports and do all of those things and be active that helped mm-hmm. and But it was just really just realizing it's in the perseverance and pushing through the pain and not allowing for myself to be down and beat myself up um yeah. about all those different things, so I just was grateful. Uh, about that, and it's it's in the term that you used earlier, the relentlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be relentless in every aspect of what you're doing, business, um, personal goals, all of that. And that was just my takeaway from this morning. So I'm glad that I had that moment to even share that real uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram, and even to talk about that now because you know being relentless is the only way that you get past and push through whatever Mm. level you're at now. So I could only imagine going through that pain and not allowing myself to be a nuisance to myself or not feeling or, you know, not allowing for maybe my wife pushing me to tell her she's being a nuisance for pushing me to Mm. push through it. So, you know, being relentless is, is great. And I'm glad even in that sense of having, the lesson of being a nuisance and me learning yeah. from that through the years, be the catalyst to pushing through this thing. Yeah.
0: And it's like, um, relentless, but present is what I aim for. Relentless, relentless, cool. but open. Right. Cause I know some people who are relentless in a way that they put whatever that carrot they have in front of them as the end all be all and everything else in your life be damned. I'm going for that thing and that thing alone. And I've seen, I've felt those people be very anxious towards me or towards themselves. And like, there's that, that one track mind takes them out of enjoying any part of their life. Like you should still be able to enjoy the process, even if you are relentlessly pursuing it. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you also still need to like there's a balance between giving yourself grace and pushing yourself to be uncomfortable in a healthy way and that's that's really where the magic spot is it's like you you want to you can't let any one day take you out you have to Mm -hmm. keep on making the small adjustments you have to keep on pursuing that thing but the the way to do that i think is with a presence about yourself looking around you and understanding in the context, what am I pursuing? How does it fall in terms of value to everything else I'm doing? And where do these things align? So I don't need to keep on trying to create these fake boundaries or these fake barriers that, that only hurt me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like this morning when I was editing this podcast, this is funny, actually <laughs> to the point of relentless. So now I've tried to do two in-person podcasts yeah, and the audio quality was not what I wanted it to be on first review. I realized one of my microphones wasn't good or the cable wasn't solid or something like that. There was a Mm -hmm. buzzing and it was bothering the crap out of me when I was recording this thing. Um, And then I went back to edit it and I'm thinking like, am I going to have to chop out my blank space and his blank space and like Frankenstein together, all these different things. And I'm playing with it and playing with it. And I spent probably like two and a half hours trying to individually cut out every time I wasn't speaking, but my guest was and vice Mm -hmm. versa. And eventually I got so fed up. I called one of my other friends and partners, uh, Clarissa, not romantic partner, she's we're partnered up in the business sense. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, Clarissa, I just need your opinion on this because I can't tell. If the audio quality, when these two tracks running together sounds awful, or if it's just me being a perfectionist and I would actually be better off basically leaving it alone. Mm. Um, and she is a person that I've come to realize I can't really be a nuisance to her. There's just so much trust kind of like how we have now, if I need something mm-hmm. I can call her and she's not going to feel bothered because we've kind of established we're here for each other, whatever we need. Um, right. So I just asked her and she's like, just send me like a one minute version of each and I'll let you know what I think. So I quickly send the stuff over and she says, well, I think it's better if you have the worst quality audio, because then I can actually hear your reactions and I think it's a much more natural conversation, Mm -hmm. which I didn't really think was all that important. So it's like, I shifted my mindset just a little bit. I said, okay, Mm -hmm. if I keep myself in here, how do I still clean up some of this crappy noise and audio issue? And then, for whatever reason, two and a half hours after I start, I think, I wonder if this software can do this for me. And lo and, and behold, it. there's a plug-in that has noise reduction, and I slap that on, and it sounds like a professional podcast in, like, Jeez. five minutes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... Son of a! How did I not do that first? But doesn't that suck? One, I had to go try and make it perfect in the first place, so I didn't settle for just the shitty version I had up front. Two, I had to struggle with it and realize maybe I'm pursuing this the wrong way. Let me ask for help. And then three, mm. after asking for help, I had the presence Good. of mind to step back and say, "What's the smart way to do this? Not just the brute force method I came up with when I opened my computer <laughs> this
1: morning." Um can i tell you something please the last episode i did or was going to do the same thing for the Mm. video portion i was about to frankenstein all of the um the parts that had the echo in it Mm -hmm. and remember i said that i went ahead and just pieced everything together and uploaded it as soon as i could Mm -hmm. so that i wouldn't basically not do it because i was going to do the same thing i was going to try to be so perfect at getting all this stuff out and it sounds Mm -hmm. so inorganic Mm -hmm. that not only was it going to be inorganic i wasn't even going to post it Mm. like it would have been our episode missed and i was like you know what because when you replied uh and said that you know it sounded garbled or whatever I just was like, man, I'm saying to myself, thank God I went ahead and pushed it. Because if I was still working on this today, <laughs> it wasn't going up. Yeah. But yeah, to yeah. the point, yeah. I think I thought about Hindenburg for a split second and never mm. thought about it again. Now, was that what you ended up mm-hmm. using? Yeah, 100%. And I thought about that. And for whatever reason, I completely forgot about it, never came back to it and Hell, mm-hmm. I could have just reached out. See, there there, there. we go. I mm-hmm. didn't follow through on asking for help. Mm. I should have reached out to you and asked you for help. But I was like, nah, let me do this thing. And if I don't get it, I won't worry about it. But out of frustration, I completely forgot to reach back out and tell you yeah. that, hey, this is the sounding garbled. You want to take a listen to it? I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to bother him. It's Saturday. Let me just let me get this thing done on Monday and we'll go from there. So,
0: and I think that's still, to me, that's the right answer. Like, would it have been better if you reached out to me? Maybe I might've thought I didn't know Hindenburg had that feature when you would have reached out. So it probably, I would have been like, I don't know what to do. I might've tried to Frankenstein. We maybe would have both learned sooner, but right, I think the, the value is in the fact that you publishing that bothered Me enough, not to say it's a bad episode, but just Mm -hmm. like in my perfectionism, hearing that, I'm thinking, like, okay, whatever happens next, we're going to fix this audio issue. We're not going to keep doing this because it was put out into the world. It's like every, the act of continuing every time forces you to figure out the next step you need to take to figure out what you're not doing right. And the little shit about the last episode is not going to be in my head in three years, but will be is how have we developed over the last three years to build efficient mm-hmm. processes to invest in real good studio quality stuff? You know, it's like, right. that's, that's the relentlessness with presence. I think that we're talking about. It's like, we're still going to get the episode out, but let's take a pause and see how can we do this better?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And how much am I going to stress about this with everything else going on in my day? I'm not, but I am going to make a mental note and say, we can do something differently here when we come back to it, we're going to try
1: that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And my lesson learned from that is, um, communicate, Mm
2: -hmm. communicate.
1: Um, I'm so used to doing a lot of the production myself. Mm -hmm. And that's only, and and that's primarily because of me running my other channel Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. running my other stuff for, you know, my, my, uh, Instagram and all that. So, uh, I'm used to doing that. and I've been doing it. What are we talking? Five plus years. So it's habit now. So yeah. now that, you know, we, we did do uh, what was it, episode 10. I think it was maybe even mm-hmm. nine where you took the mm-hmm. track, did everything to it, sent it back to me and everything worked out great. Yeah. So it's not like we hadn't done it before, but that hasn't become a part of my repetition up to this point i know after this conversation today it definitely will and and yeah. not of course i in my mind i'm saying you know hey not to a point that you're being a nuisance <laughs> right. right 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 but you know don't don't get lazy and don't do your part but at the same time you know remember to communicate that uh with you just to right. say hey you know you have hey if you want to take a listen to this let me know so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm locked in on yeah. that. So that, that's my takeaway from yeah. from
0: that. So 100%. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. I actually, uh, I just reached out to Ray from Night Owl Nation mm-hmm. uh, yesterday because she had offered, I think, two weeks ago, she was like, hey, if you want any visual identity help with your food podcast, I would love to help. And my first thought was like, well, I don't want to bother her. I don't want to <laughs> take up her time. You did just offer, but I still don't <laughs> know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. I'm going to create all these excuses. I'm not going to do it. And to your point, over the last two weeks, we just keep getting more comfortable asking for help and understanding people with expertise are going to get us where we need to go. It's like, hey, Ray, that's still on the table. I would Mm -hmm. love to have your help on that because my visual identity is weak as hell. And uh, it's not something that I want to invest my time and energy in. I have too many other things I need to figure out
1: subject matter i have a background
0: in audio so like even when i was messing in hindenburg i realized oh there's a compressor in here there's an equalizer in here i can cut out the low end i can bring the volume into a so now it's like am i becoming the audio engineer i always wanted to be but never had the fucking training to do maybe in a small way is this where i go i have no idea but the skills are there so might as well apply them yep i know what a compressor is that's better than nothing
1: Well, I'm glad you know because I'm still – I saw that in in, uh, Final Cut Pro on the audio portion, (laughs) and I didn't know what that was for, so I didn't even know to try Mm. to use that. I used Echo thinking that it was going to reduce the Echo, and it added so much Echo. I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the audio stuff – you know, when I think of the term sound design, I think of – You know, adding, you know, making the elements and all the different things Mm -hmm. come in at the right time and and, uh, Mm -hmm. have a certain effect and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I forget about the part of sound design, which is making stuff sound right in terms of the actual audio levels and all that stuff. So that aspect. Count me out. Don't know anything. That's actually
0: more mixing and mastering from what I understand. Sound design really is getting the right sounds and like the messing with the 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 tone and and the timbre and all the things to like create the the effect you want okay and then when you get into that audio levels and making everything glue in together there's actually a thing called a glue compressor that's supposed to make it so all the different levels feel right where it just kind of like tightens everything up and it doesn't Mm. feel so sporadic super Mm. effective for like uh, highly digital productions because when you're playing on a drum set everything has its own level Right. We'll skip the audio nerdiness. Right. I love it,
1: <laughs> but that's. Good. I just opened
0: up a part of my brain I have not touched. In that's your
1: lane, man.
0: Five years. Jeez. And uh, wow. Actually, that's not true. It's been like two years. Anyways.
1: Well, still a good little while. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad been, you're tapping into the thing that you've had a calling for. Anyway, we've already talked about the. The uh, music production aspect and your background and mm-hmm. sound and all that. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. good. Which reminds me, which mm. reminds me, because I'm thinking about uh, our guests pertaining to the producer um, mm. that I want to have uh, or that we'll mm-hmm. have on the show. So I've got to reach back out to him and let him know that mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer to being ready. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have someone near and dear to us that is scheduled to be oh, yes. on the show next week. Oh man, the myth, the legend. My gosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to say his name now. We know who it is, but oh my goodness, man. Should we oh, say who man. it is? Or should we leave that I don't as know. a surprise? I was talking
0: to him last week and he gave me the exact same advice about repetitions. He was like, yeah, you just need to keep doing the thing. Just yeah. don't get all that extra shit on top of there. Just keep doing the thing. And I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, fine. The world is telling me you just told me again today. Just do the repetition. Just yeah. keep fucking doing the thing.
1: Sit. Just, Just go.
0: Just do out. it. I don't know. Should we say who it is? I feel like who's waiting on pins and needles for this
1: announcement. <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting on pins and needles for the announcement. <laughs> We're going to have to. Oh, man. See, this is that moment. And I thought about it um, mm. when you shared the real with me. Yeah. Not real. The story with me pertaining to him. uh putting that back out because i had completely oh, yeah, forgot yeah. Yeah. that that was said in the beginning that was said in mm-hmm. on like one of the one mm-hmm. of the uh yeah it was said in the beginning so
0: i thought it was on <laughs> episode 20 but
1: episode 10 even well better. you know what maybe it was supposed to be episode 20 but i'm glad Done that, that it. it's hey it's 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 coming out that next episode- week yes yeah, next week all right you forgot that
0: no, no, I'm just making sure.
1: I'm just yeah. It's sure. next week because he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it today, and I didn't. Now I realize why he couldn't do it today um, at eleven because we had the other thing going on at eleven. Yeah. Um, before this, so uh, now it's it's next week. So, man, now oh. you know we gotta. I gotta. I gotta up my my marketing. For this week. <laughs> and I'm really for, to come. Oh, I mean,
0: I don't think it's. This- I'm most excited to take him out of his own element and put him into ours and oh, see what comes up, you know, and see what like, comes out of that right unprepared, just being able to ask the questions that you don't normally get to because you're in a room of 70 other people listening at the same time. It's like, right. I'm really I'm pumped for you know, I am fun.
1: I don't know if I was this excited the last couple of days than I am excited now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why the excited I mean I am like overwhelmed. I'm through the moon right now. Yeah that is coming on. Bro. It's gonna we be are, a lot of fun. We are legit, man. We get we going places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. awesome, man. Oh
0: boy. Should be a lot of fun. Should be that a lot is of fun. Good.
1: On the on f- I'm looking on a, food to note. a lot of people on.
0: Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. What'd you say? I just, I'm looking forward to having a lot of different people on. I think yeah. as we start to get more people through here, it's just going to get more and more, more and more fun to be had. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. a food note, tell me about on the a food. food
1: note, two things. Uh, number one, again, loved, loved, I love both episodes, but I absolutely loved the unbothered food episode because that conversation mm-hmm. was so spot on, on a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. One look if y'all haven't if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to uh wo- is it wolf feasting what say the, say the nah. name of the podcast please, <laughs> please i'm sorry feasting, feasting with wolf.
0: founders feasting, feasting with, with founders. founders maybe i should make a feasting with wolf and that'll open me up to more than founders but right now it's feasting with founders
1: feasting with now i like feasting with founders man feasting with wolf that's actually pretty good <laughs> Did I come up with that? Holy cow. You didn't come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. IP royalties coming. Let's go. <laughs> it's
0: a problem with everything being recorded. You can't hide oh, anything anymore. Man. You have the receipts for everything. Oh, but yes, Feasting with Founders. Yeah. That's my uh, food podcast.
1: Yeah, you guys have got to check that out. It is. I have learned so much <clears throat> about foods and, and and the food industry and just things I really didn't understand before. It makes me Read a label way different than the Mm. way I used to read. I used to just look for stuff that, that, um, that I didn't want in it. Now it makes me look for stuff that is in it. And I question what that is. And I do my research as to what that is. So it is. Oh, I love
0: that. I appreciate that, man. It's crazy. My job is done. I don't need to make another episode. I know. No, 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 no.
1: No, keep (laughs) them coming. Keep them coming. Cause what, what I what I learned from that particular episode is number one, um the key part that from her journey was talking mm. about um when you made mention of how she was feeling pertaining to having to make the crackers. Mm-hmm. like physically make the crackers, stay up real late mm-hmm. making the crackers. Mm-hmm. And man, hold on just a second. I got to take this call. So I'm gonna have to interrupt this. Uh, hey, hello. Hola, hola, hola. hola. Como esta? <laughs> <laughs> got you, honey. Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I had to take this call. You know, we actually had to push the... We had to push the podcast back because I had a leadership meeting. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can you
2: hear you.
1: Okay. I'm uh, out here on the boat. you having one of your cigars? One of those Rocky Patels? Out here on okay. the boat with the cigar. Oh, tell them where you at. Where are you again? The guy next
2: door. I am in. Oh, I mean,
1: Speak up. They can't hear you. I'm in the Bahamas, baby. Ooh, what? What? You hear me? How? Oh, they hear you.
2: Bahamas, baby.
1: They hear you. <laughs> Does she know she's on a podcast? You're on. Little you're little you're, little you're little on Creative journey. journey right now, live on the air. Oh my god, I'm just
2: having so much fun. That's what's
1: Thanks up, for those cigars, <laughs> baby. Of course, you're welcome. I'm glad you're <laughs> having you. a good time. All right, love uh, you too.
2: Okay, I love you.
1: All right. All right. Is that your old lady? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, she's in so the Bahamas. She in the look where I'm at. What is wrong with me? I'm on the what door in line doing, with man? you, bro. What am I doing? Yeah, I don't know why you're here. No, nah, she Hang was she's now. out with girlfriends. She's out with girlfriends. Oh, They're okay, having a good okay, time. Okay. Um uh, okay. man, yeah, yeah. She she travels and and uh mm. she definitely beats me in the travel game. But hey, she has fun. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 all for it. I'm all for yeah, yeah, it. Um, yeah, yeah. But but back to back to uh, the the embodiment of the journey where we're at and her talking about, you know, pushing out all those crackers and stuff like that that she's doing late at night. And and just the the understanding of the things that she need to make that to streamline that process, but needing the funds and all the different things and priorities with that. Mm. So it it one, it just I just was like, man, I love hearing this because this is exactly, you know, what people need to hear that are going through this thing. But the other part to that is uh, the food element, the sourdough. And I had read and heard mm-hmm. stuff about sourdough as I'm going through that part of my health and nutrition journey with my gut cleansing itself of the toxins and stuff after I finally started ingesting three liters or more of water a day and water. eating fresh vegetables and all of this stuff. And that was coming after, you know, I couldn't even get through for years. I couldn't get through a full bottle, 16 ounce, 16 bottle, ounce. Yeah. Uh a day. And now finally doing that in my body, just going through the thing that's going through it. But the, the sourdough portion pertaining to the yeast and how it's fer- fermented and how long and being Uh, I guess maybe less, less um, strenuous on the gut in terms of it being Mm -hmm. able to process it. So Mm -hmm. I'm just learning so much. So it's episodes like that, that I'm like, we got to have that. We got to have that because Mm -hmm. I'm hearing the journey and I'm also hearing the elements of health and nutrition that we definitely need. And it's not about being vegan. And I like that she highlighted yeah. that too. It's not about being yeah. vegan. It's not a, we're not abandoning meat because I eat meat. So if you don't like the fact yeah. that I eat meat, you can run off. <laughs> you can turn this off now. I eat meat. And we're going to get into that in just a second. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I like that this, this nutrition journey is is inclusive of things that is helping us figure out what's going on with us. And I am yeah. in search of figuring out what's going on with my body and how I can do better by my body and help my, my brain work well and be able to think clearly and, and, and just be creative and all that stuff and thrive. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah.
0: For context, we're speaking about, uh, Morgan Murdoch, who is a brilliant human registered dietitian, started a company called Unbothered Foods, introduced me to the phrase digestive health community, which is mm. the professional way of saying my gut's fucked up all the time <laughs> i hate eating food because i never know what's going to come back to get me i have the yeah. spirit of the fucking devil living in my intestines just because i tried to eat some buffalo chicken pizza which is probably one of the worst intestinal options you could ever d- make choose whatever um but morgan murdoch unbothered foods 100 percent, check them out she is a wealth of knowledge i hope she starts her own podcast around just food and nutrition because like she's wonderful to speak to and just has so much knowledge. Um,
1: Yeah. And join the Sour Squad. I am part of the Sour sour Squad. squad. Hey, let's
0: go. We got (laughs) signups. Yes. Unbotheredfoods.com. Get on that newsletter, the Sour Squad community.
1: Yeah, it's it's Um, dope. It's dope. Now I got to get those crackers. I was looking everywhere, of course, for those crackers, and and we don't have them up here. So unless there's one store huh. Here,
0: here, market.com.
1: Well, I gotta come down there. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, true, true. I can order it. I can order. It. I just happened to be in the in the store that day and was oh, in a in yeah. the health food section. I was just like, let me just uh, look and see yeah, if yeah, I happen to see this this bag, and I didn't, and I yeah. you know, wasn't too sad, but 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 yeah, um yeah, great, great plug for uh for her and that brand, and I'm looking yeah. forward to continuing this this part of the journey. Uh, To the
0: point of relentlessness on that too. This lady is hand cranking sourdough crackers out of her apartment and selling them in like, I think she's at thirty different retail locations. And like, she's working on the presence part where it's like, okay, this isn't going to work at scale. I can't (laughs) keep on hand cranking out thousands of crackers a week, but she will not stop doing it because she's making the business fucking happen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What is what's the cost of that
1: machine? What's, what's the machine? I don't know. And what's, no, no, no knowledge?
0: I have no idea what the actual investment is, but I know okay. she is. she's already... I actually just ran into her again doing a pitch competition at uh, the hatchery. Mm, and it's okay. like, I don't know. When you get into... The the challenges of a physical product business are just far and away so much more complicated than anything digital content creator stuff. Like when you have to keep shelves stocked, entirely yeah, different game. That's a whole different game. You're looking game. at like... 50 plus thousand dollars startup costs just to get the stuff that lets you scale. It's I I don't know. I don't know. She gotcha. probably has to buy like a $10,000 machine commercial. I was thinking space. it was
1: something like that. Like I was it's thinking you're yeah, five, 10 grand. If shit, I might be lowballing yeah. saying five. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Man yeah, intensive. I definitely wish I was in, in a position I could help because that's, hey. that's, that's, uh, and when I say help, I mean, actually like fund, that machine, like I, I th- these yeah. are the kind of projects that that keep me uh, motivated and pushing to generate revenue to where I can help, like I can make an impact in the community for someone like her that's making an impact for not only the local community but the world. Because yeah, until I until I started this part of the uh, health and wellness journey. I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew that I was carrying too much weight in my gut and needed to start Mm. ridding myself of that. But I didn't know it had to do with certain foods. So, yeah, Yeah. yeah, it's stuff like this that you're you're going to help someone uh, have a better life, period. And for yeah. those type of campaigns, I am behind it. So God blesses me with, with the money uh, anytime soon. And someone like her, or, or I ain't even got to say someone like her, if she's still in need, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm putting it, I'm putting it to work so she can I'll make sure she knows when we're there. Yeah. Yeah. How do you I'm, feel about
0: relentless vegans though?
1: Uh, I don't have an issue with <laughs> relentless vegans unless you are, um, spewing that into people's faces and, and shunning them for eating meat or eating whatever it militant is. Militant vegans. They, yeah. Militant. Yeah. I remember saying that militant vegan. Yeah. I mean, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. If that's what you live by. And that's how your body. Cause first, first and foremost, if that's what's working, if you go in that route is what has made your, um, your life, your yeah. what's the word? I'm trying to. Your, um, there's a term that I use or that that is used in the uh quality of life. There we go. Mm-hmm. If that is what has improved your quality of life, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. all means, live by that. Mm. But the moment that you're shunning anyone else for not living that lifestyle. Now it's one thing to educate Mm. and just share. You see someone that's, you know, a family member or a friend that's just obviously just eating junk food all the time, drinking pop, everything else. And they're, they're, they're literally dying in front of you by all means, you know, start sharing and educating. But at the same time, they're only going to change when they decide they want to change. If they ever decide to want to change. Mm. But just like being a, uh Uh, christian or holy roller that's running around condemning folks saying you're going to go to hell Mm. that shit doesn't work so if you're a militant vegan and that's that's your mo that shit ain't working here it ain't (laughs) working here it ain't working at all i'm still Uh, going to enjoy a piece of steak a ribeye or a chuck eye in this particular case Uh, uh uh that i'm gonna talk about here in a moment go ahead what's your thoughts on that
0: I couldn't I couldn't avoid a chance to poke a bear, so I just had to poke the militant vegan bear. We can move on.
1: Oh, well, thanks. But I support, <laughs> but but I, I, I do support uh you know the vegan lifestyle. You know, eat I support, plants, bitch. It's pinky Cole. It's pinky Cole, yeah. I support the uh the vegan lifestyle and there's there's plenty of stuff I found in here that is good that I'm going to uh to try some more of it and incorporate into my uh my nutrition journey, but
0: yeah. I'm not have been eating. cutting meat out. I've been cutting meat out little by little, you know. Like I used to have to yeah. have meat with every meal of every day. And now yeah. it's like, okay, maybe one meal a day. Some days I'll do
1: the veggie option. Mm-hmm. Feels good. It feels very good. Process. Yeah, it feels very good. I've definitely we've definitely in this house have had days and we've had weeks where we didn't have meat. We may have mm-hmm. just had vegetables. I mean we have days mm-hmm. we'll just have like some um like some corn, green beans, mm. Um, mm. sweet potatoes and some stuff, you know, something like that, okra, whatever. And we might have a salad and, and that's it. Um, yeah. And then the only, you know, other added protein sources to that might be some beans, eggs on the salad, stuff like that. But we have plenty of those days where we don't eat meat, but I definitely have begun to consume less meat and more veggies. So that was the offset for me. It's not yeah, I had to have meat with every meal and it had to be, you know, 18 ounces, 20 ounces worth of steak and all this stuff. So, no, I just started cutting back and, you know, that is working. So I am enjoying me a ribeye every now and then. And, and mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a nice so, cut. Oh, yeah. Love that. So speaking of, I wanted to roll into this. Somehow I started seeing or somehow YouTube recommended Bearded uh, Butcher's. The Bearded mm. Butchers, they're, I, mm. if I'm remembering correctly, they're in Ohio. And mm. um, so they were sharing about Wagyu beef and Kobe beef and different cuts and mm. and grass fed versus grain fed. And and mm-hmm. it's so much that mm-hmm. I learned that what I will say is this. I'm going to share the part about the, the, the ribeye and chuck eye. But what I will say is this. Do your own homework. We get scared of food and uh, how they're processed. And we get mm-hmm. all of these stories about things that just are not true. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's both sides of the fence is if you're just reading labels and it's saying free range eggs, and you don't understand what goes into the federal regulation from the FDA of what free range is versus yeah. a, a third party or an outside, um, um, standard or, or certifier that is strictly holds farms to a certain guideline to actually yeah. be free range. Yeah. That's a totally different meaning. And when you get the understanding of that, you can stop being mad at what you bought at the grocery store that said it was free range. And then you found out it wasn't. Yeah. So that's just one of the things so about meats. You know, I was understanding what grass-fed was versus corn-fed, uh-huh. and I had learned that, you know, grass-fed grass, grass fed and why it's expensive is that there's certain guidelines and standards that are strict and are in place for the way the grass is grown, the soil, the everything, mm-hmm. and the cows are maintained eating that from day one through butchering, being slaughtered. Uh, That's
0: grass finished even. There's even yeah. more there's even more nuance in that shit. It's like they're grass fed for the first half of their life. And then we stick them in a fucking trough
1: and And fill them full wheat. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then, right. That's exactly, that was the thing I was learning. So I was like, this is crazy. But for any of my, my carnivores out there, if you don't know this already, um, if you love a ribeye now, if you just love tender steaks, the tenderloin or filet mignon, filet mignon is <laughs>
0: <laughs> filet mignon my dad loves that shit he does that every time are we having filet mignon for dinner Follette it's like <laughs> Jesus Christ he's the funniest <laughs> man on the planet
1: okay if you like that that's cool uh it's for me it just does not have the flavor I, I, I have, mm. to, uh, have to have to the flavor uh and the I use my the fat content yeah and I have to oh, I have to yeah. have my uh my my homemade rub. Um, but anyway, mm. um, so the ribeye is my, is my cut. So when they was talking about why goo and why that's so expensive and the uh, mm-hmm. oleic acid that's found mm-hmm. in that, <laughs> which is good mm-hmm. for the body, that's a whole different talk show. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they talked about the, the chuck eye um, being just below the ribeye. Mm. And mm-hmm. that is, they said a, a less expensive cut of meat, but it retains it has just as much flavor. Mm. All I can say is when they say when you go to your supermarket and check and see if they have it, if they do buy it, if it wasn't that day, it was the next day. I was at Myers getting, I think, some ground beef or something. I looked and I saw this thing said Delmonico Chuck Center Steak. I looked mm. it up. It said that was it. Put my rub on it. Stuck in the refrigerator for 48 hours. I cooked it yesterday medium rare. Mm. Mm -mm. When I say, when I say it had more flavor than the ribeyes I had bought the week before, Mm. I was like, I'm sold.
0: Do you keep your, uh, do you keep your ribeyes in the fridge for 48 hours
1: seasoned? Yeah. I Uh, only, I only buy it when I'm getting ready to use it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't freeze it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds so good amazing. stuff. It was amazing, and you could see the marbling in it.
2: Uh, saying, yeah. It's like
1: I'm looking at it right now. You could see the marbling in it. It was so amazing, and the marbling in it, no joke, was a lot better in it than it was the the ribeye that I spent. I think I spent two ribeyes. I think a total of it might have been a total of about twenty four ounces between the two of them. Mm-hmm. um i think i spent like 50 bucks yeah and they were prime it was prime those i spent ten dollars <sighs> 10 bucks for two of those i, I think it came those in tomorrow. came in at about 18 ounces yeah 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 yes, sir
0: the uh that's another that's my next journey in learning is the history of all this stuff because i've Recently, I don't have the depth of knowledge, but the Chicago, not even the Chicago, the American steakhouse culture has Mm. fucked up our meat production so deeply because there's like filet mignon and (laughs) ribeye. And like, you need, these are the, these are the nice cuts and all the famous people had them and the Al Capones were eating them. And it's like, oh, you want that big tomahawk steak? You can't have anything else. And there's just like so much you can do if you just know how to treat what you take home, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and know what cuts to, to get. Pay all this,
0: yeah, watch, 100%. watch.
1: If you don't know, if you ain't watching them already, watch the bearded butchers, man. They got some. I'm gonna check that first off, they got some huge beards, yeah. and um, I That's learned something the from, from them.
0: <laughs> None of this comes in. All this is just.
1: Hey, man, nobody. Come out
0: looking like, uh, oh, a no hey bro, good. It's
1: okay, man. You, you, you still I almost love... got
0: arrested one time. I let my sides go too long, man. That's oh, just, just for existing. I was just out in the world, and a cop looked at me funny. He's like, you look a little creepy, bro. I said,
2: what? I didn't do it
0: You going to shave that? Yeah, I'll shave it a little bit. Like, good. Carry on. <laughs> he, said, he said, if I don't see you walking to that Target and get a razor right now, I said, all right, I'll go get it. I got it. I got it.
2: Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy! That's
1: crazy. It's not a but, true story, but but that's a good story. It's a good story. <laughs> Tell that again. Nobody has to. Oh, uh, but what I did see them do because I started shaving mine back. Mine is not as
2: full mm-hmm.
1: as it mm-hmm. was a few weeks ago because as I'm cooking and eating. Mm-hmm. As it's growing out, hair is and I'm just a like, biking I cannot, beard. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. And I can just imagine mm-hmm. being somewhere, but anyway, I, I don't wanna even talk about that. But anyway, uh I watched them as they were, you know, trimming and cutting meat, stuff like that. They had these yeah, big yeah. nets. So yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go back to growing mine oh, out, yeah, but I'll be wearing nets. my big yeah. beard nets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to. Yep.
0: if you can grow a beard do me a favor and take care of it because i hate seeing disrespected beards out in the world like if i had a Ooh. beard i would be that but i can't so it, it is your I got sacred you. duty i got to you, take care of your shit use got beard you, oil don't come out here just looking like a fucking. even rick rubin takes care of his shit and he doesn't care about anything anyways gotcha
1: bro hey if nothing else bearded maniac let's go <laughs> Oh,
0: man. That's actually, oh, man. My brain just went to the opposite of like the wrong kind of relentless because like Uh I saw a product recently that was like, here's a beard roller and it's like a thing you roll on your face and it's supposed to help your beard grow in where it's patchy. And it's like some things you're just not meant to have. You just got to let that go.
1: Well, they're going to put razors on your head
0: to grow your hair back. You're going to have to, your ball, just let it be, just shave it or grow it out however you need. I'm saying, I mean, like. We're a love who you are some things you got to let go anyway that's where it. are we trying to take this was this going somewhere or are we just in a heavy tangent
1: we just went in a heavy tangent man because i'm I, down with yeah. that.
0: that's cool it's been that's a fun one
1: good. it has i been. just
0: wanted to make sure i keep on throwing in different curveballs <laughs> and i don't like if you're trying to take this somewhere i'm
1: we're detouring nope. this is the scenic route nope all right nope cool. my light just went out too <laughs> ah, we gotta charge it anyway that's it man that's it it's been a fun one today was a fun one <laughs> it has been i'm a fun looking one. forward to next week's guest man oh man yeah stay i'm tuned. looking forward to that so stay tuned um hope oh, you guys enjoyed today i uh, hope you guys are having a great day and looking forward to having a great week so enjoy the journey i don't think we even ever came up with a good uh closer it's just as natural as it could be. So we're going to get oh, out of we're here. you supposed to
0: have a closer?
1: Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, the little tagline or something like that, but it,
0: it ain't happening. We should call again. Liam Hendricks. He's not pitching right now. Maybe he could be a closer for, like, podcasts instead of baseball. Never mind. I'm uh, sorry. No. you know, Liam Hendricks could? is recovering from cancer, and I wish him a great recovery. Yeah. Uh, he should be well, back yeah. later this year. But well, he's yeah. also the greatest the closer in the league. Yeah. So uh, if we need a closer, I would call Liam Hendricks. Well,
1: what about um um I can't think of his name, but uh, Grandma's Chapman. Fuck that. Grandma's husband, husband. Oh,
0: you're like a voice. Well, I want Liam Hendricks on here just cursing aggressively. Oh, okay.
1: You want them actually? Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. I, I, I mean, as I don't long as
0: just bring the closer energy to the close of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Let's
2: fucking <know>. go. Craig's <laughs> journey.
0: And he just throws a fucking baseball through the wall or something. I don't know. Whose wall? This is where your wall. No, not this mine. is where a compressor comes in handy because it's gonna take everything I just did and it's just gonna level it out.
1: It's gonna be good. Yeah. Get you a compressor. <laughs> and I ain't talking about an air. <laughs> man, let's get hey. out of here, man. This is too much. Too much. All right guys. Having too much fun today. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a real one. It's been a fun one. See you Uh, later. Have fun. Take care. Uh, Enjoy the creative journey. And just remember to become a better version of you every day. Stay blessed. Happy belated Easter. Salute.